Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins, powered by BetUS, 879-BETUS or BetUS.com. Greg Bedard, Nick Cattles here with you with another podcast as we get ready for the New York Jets. I want to remind you that we are brought to you by BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book for over 25 years, and Legends, a premium athletic apparel built for the modern athlete owned by some of your favorite athletes, including our guy, number 55 himself, Willie McGinnis. Greg, the Dolphins game, it's in the past. We've burned the film. We're moving on to the Jets, the second divisional game in as many weeks to kick off this season. Before we get to the Jets game, though, let's talk about some of the news regarding the Patriots, what's been happening over the last couple of days. Let's start with uh, Trent Brown. He was injured against the Dolphins. It's a calf. He's not been at practice. What do you make of it? Uh, I don't think it's good, Nick, that he wasn't out there that, uh, you know, normally when you have, let's say like a minor injury or something like that, some sort of soft tissue, lower body type of thing. Normally the guys are out of practice, maybe riding the bike, something like that, keeping warm, nothing that stresses them too much, keeping them in shape that Trent Brown, I was out of practice yesterday that Trent Brown wasn't on the practice field. Not a great sign. I mean, look, I'm not going to say that means he's done and they need to think about putting him on in-season IR for three weeks or anything like that. Um, Look, considering his recent history with the Raiders, uh, he had a calf injury. Uh, I think it's the same calf. And he was basically hit and miss like every week. And he wouldn't practice very much. Uh, the Raiders, it, it caused a lot of drama with the Raiders. Probably part of the reason why he was eager to leave there. Um, I think the Raiders thought that at times he could practice and play. Trent thought otherwise. I I, I don't know which way to come down on that. Um, I can only judge what, what he's done since he's been back here. And I think everybody understands how I feel about Trent Brown since he's been back here. Uh, you know, he from day one, he's been great. And to me... He, he was my preseason team MVP because I thought he had the ability to help the team at right tackle, be basically all pro right tackle, fill in at left tackle if needed. And he's done everything. Even Belichick talked about his leadership. He was more mature this time around. And then to come out and play one series, and then he has this calf injury, which caused so much drama with the Raiders, you, you have to be somewhat alarmed by that because we saw the trickle-down effect last week when right. he couldn't go and how it affected the offense. And with, you know, a rookie quarterback, we all thought, oh, great soft landing spot for a rookie. 
because of this offensive line. Now, if Trent Brown's out, does that change the equation? Maybe. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Number one, it just sucks for Trent Brown because, as you just mentioned, after questioning whether or not he was going to be good Trent Brown or bad Trent Brown, during the preseason, during camp, he did everything he could to be good Trent Brown. And we felt like he was going to be a difference maker on this football team. And he still could be, but it's just a difficult, sucky kind of beginning to this season for him. And then secondly, as you just mentioned with this offensive line, everything offensively that you and I have talked about since March, the premise has been, well, this offensive line, if healthy, should be a top three offensive line. Well, already, week one, they're not healthy going into week two, maybe without Trent Brown. So the question is, Greg, what kind of options do they have on the offensive line to try to survive this thing if Brown is out this week, maybe the next couple weeks? Yeah, it basically, Nick, boils down to do you want to plug and play, which is, you know, keep four of the five spots intact and you just plug somebody in at right tackle. We saw that last week with Justin Haran, and then oh. they brought in, uh, yeah, we brought it, they brought in Yassir Durant. Uh, Durant played, I think, 30, uh, 13 pass pass protection snaps. Didn't give up anything. I thought he played well. You didn't really notice him. Justin Haran had a terrible performance to the point where he was he was benched. Yeah. Um, Yadni Kajust is a uh, a Kajust, sorry is uh, is another option. He's on the injury report. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury, so I doubt that that would be the plan. So it's really, you know, do you want to do that? Do you just want to go with Durant? The other option is where you basically move two pieces. Do you move uh, Michael uh, Owenu from left guard to right tackle? We saw him last year as a rookie play really well at right tackle. And do you plug in, say, say Ted Karras at left guard? Uh, I could tell you that you know, being at the game on Sunday through my binoculars, at one point Ted Karras was taking left guard reps. Um, so I think the coaches obviously were thinking about that. They decided to go with just Durant at right tackle. Now, with a whole week of practice, uh, would they be more open to Awenu going to right tackle and Ted to left guard? Yeah, I think they would be. I think I think when you when you talk about, all right, we've repped all these guys. Basically, Awenu's been at left guard almost since the start of offseason practices. So uh, all of a sudden on the fly during a game, are you going to say, well, now we want you to go to right tackle? In theory, it's okay, but that's a tough thing to do on the fly. Right. With a week of practice, you could do it. The thing, the thing, the problem with moving Karras or putting Karras into the lineup at left guard, Nick, is that you start getting into really complicated personnel scenarios. Because look, we know that Brian Hoyer and uh, Nick Folk reverted back to the practice squad after week one. So that means they, they they were just promoted. They weren't signed to the active roster. They can do that one more time with both guys. Uh, they could just say, screw it and sign Hoyer and Folk to the act active roster. You're going to have to release two players, though. So besides that, put that aside for a second. If, if they put Karras in at left guard, you need another interior backup. That would be James Ference. Now, do you promote him? or sign him to the roster, uh, it just get, it gets complicated. So I think the easiest thing for now, and it's the Jets, I, I, I don't think they have I don't think they have great edge rushers. I'm more worried about their interior. So I'd rather keep the interior intact against these guys. So for one more week, I'd I'd rather get an extended look at Durant. And if you need to protect him with you know one of your tight ends or chip with a back. 
And then if it doesn't look good, then you look at other options. But for this week, I think the status quo, keep the four intact, put Durant in at right tackle, maybe even in uh, make uh, Haran inactive if Kajus is ready to go. He can back up a right tackle. I just think, I think those are the better options for the Patriots. All right, let's jump to the other injuries that really popped up over the last day or two. We knew that Dante Hightower was kind of chilling on the sidelines from time to time against Miami. Wondered if it was going to be some kind of an injury issue. Uh, he's been out there, but Greg, according to your reports, he has not been moving great. And then you have Kyle Van Noy, who was not at practice yesterday with a throat. I don't know if Hulk Hogan dropped the big leg across his <laughs> neck or what the hell happened, but you've got Van Noy not at practice with a throat issue, and you've got Hightower, who's not moving around great. How much trouble is this? Uh, well, uh, let's just go with Hightower. So I was out of practice yesterday. I watched him intently because once I realized that Trent Brown wasn't out there, I was like, well, that's the next guy I need to look at. And so I, I watched him for a while. Uh, you know, I know there are some reporters who thought he looked fine out there. Um, I, I thought clearly he was a lot slower and he was looking down in his foot at times. Mm. Maybe I'm just seeing things. I don't know. I think I'm pretty good with my practice observations. And so I do, to me, he looked clearly slower. Um, so that's a worry. I'm not worried about Van Noy, the throat thing. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to affect him. Um, you know, but it, it, there, there are a bunch of moving pieces now. I mean, look, uh, I don't think any of the linebackers were effective. Um, on Sunday, I thought it was I, I thought it was a it was a rough go. Judon made some plays on the edge, but he also had issues in the running game. I thought that the, the inside linebackers, whether it's Hightower, Bentley, or Van Noy, all had issues at times, especially in coverage, which is not new around here. Um, you know, I think it, it looked like it, to me. I think Van Noy needs to play a little bit more, and I think maybe you think about platooning Jawan Bentley and Hightower if he is dealing with something, but. You know, it's certainly not good this early in the season that they're dealing with this stuff with with some veteran players. And Hightower, we've seen him in the pa in years past. He's had some lower body injuries, and it's caused him some issues. Um, it's it's a not it's not a good thing for this defensive unit. But uh, I'm glad that it's the Jets this week that they're dealing with. Um, but yeah, they're going to need to figure some things out. All right, we'll get into the Jets in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's talk about Bet US. Of course, it is the NFL season, even college football, if you're into that level of football. A lot of stuff happening, so many bets. You've got so many prop bets. Of course, you can go money line. You can go over, under, a ton of things that fans can do. Greg, tell them about our friends, BetUS. Yeah, listen up, sports bettors. This is Greg Bedard here to tell you about my favorite sports book, and that's BetUS. Football is back, and it's time to get in on the action. I only endorse one sports book, and that is BetUS. Why, you ask? Because BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. Nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BetUS. Join now, check out the offers, and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. 
I bet at BetUS, and so should you. That's BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book, and enter BSJ when you sign up. There's all sorts of different stuff that you can bet on, MMA. I know they probably even have wrestling stuff on there. I see Cattle's tweeting about wrestling all the time. He's a big (laughs) wrestling dude. Uh, Dude, hey, you know what you might want to get in on? Ryder Cup is coming up. Oh, yeah. That that is fun to bet on. Yeah. Uh, so, So go check that out. Uh, make sure you enter BSJ when you sign up at BetUS.com for a special bonus. I was just looking over the lines, uh, Nick, a little bit. Um, how about the te- Texans getting no respect that they win week one and they got to go to the Browns and they're they're uh, they're the underdogs by 13 points. And then, of course, we'll pick our game. Uh, but what is the line on that? Uh, the Patriots are favored by six now at the Jets. That's a... That's a that's a big line there, and I'm sure we'll discuss that a little bit later on. But go check out BetUS.com, put in code BSJ. Yeah, 200% in bonuses, and this is really the perfect time of year. Like, if you haven't been on one of these sites, if you haven't been on BetUS just yet, you've got football happening right now, NFL, college. You've got, of, of course, the baseball playoffs coming up, and if you like live betting and doing stuff, I mean, there's just a ton of things you can do in baseball. Basketball is like a month away. Then we got hockey. It's it's really the perfect time of year to get involved. So check them out again at BetUS. All right, so rookie quarterbacks were obviously the flavor of the week last week. They always are when it's week one. All five rookie quarterbacks played in week one. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, whatever the hell those coaching staffs are doing with those guys, good luck to them. Three guys played beginning to end. It was Trevor Lawrence, of course, it was Zach Wilson, and it was Mack. I would say out of those three quarterbacks, the order of performance would be Mac Wilson Lawrence. But Zach Wilson is somebody who, if, if people did not watch the game last week, awful start. The first half, throw it in the garbage, light it on fire. Then the mm-hmm. second half, Greg, he showed a little bit of bounce back. Let's start with Zach Wilson coming up on Sunday, one o'clock kickoff. I know you're pretty fond of this young guy. I am. I I, I just I think Wilson is is awesome. It just I feel bad that he's on the Jets and that he's going to be tagged with that. Uh, I mean, if if you if, if Patriots fans think this is just going to be, you know, the Jets rookie quarterback du jour, like you know Sam Darnold or whatever, and I like Darnold, Wilson's better. Wilson has a much higher ceiling than Sam, Sam Darnold does. Zach Wilson is the type of kid that. If the Patriots, in my opinion, if the Patriots don't bring consistent pass rush, and they should, this Jets line is awful. I mean, they lost, they lost my guy Makai Becton again. Yep. yep. Uh, to injury, he's going to be out a while. The dude is he has potential All Pro at left tackle written all over him when he's out there when he's healthy. There aren't many left tackles better than him, even if he's so young. But he's gone now. They got to put, you know freaking George Fant out there. George Fant is awful. He, I can't believe he's still in the league. I remember him Nick. in Seattle losing his ass oh. over and over and over again. It hasn't gotten any better. He's been a little bit better when he's played on the the interior for, for people. Um, Vera Tucker, the left guard, is a, you know, he was a first-round pick. The Jets traded up to get him. There were some rumors that the Patriots were going to draft him if they didn't pick up. Don't, don't believe that stuff. Um they viewed him as a guard, which is where he is for the Jets. The Patriots aren't taking a guard at, you know, 15 overall, plus Mac Jones was there. Uh, the center, McGovern, I'm not a big fan of. 
Uh, Van Roten, I'm not a huge fan of at right guard. And Morgan Moses at right tackle, he's decent, uh, but very inconsistent. But the bottom line is this is a defensive line that the Patriots should dominate against. And if they don't, Nick, it's it's going to be a huge problem. And, and Zach Wilson is the type of quarterback that can win a game on his own. He is that talented. Like if he's like a mini Mahomes. Like I'm not going to tell you he's Patrick Mahomes, but in terms of what he does, how he'll throw off his back foot, yeah. his arm strength, his ability to create, to see things happening before they happen, he's awesome. I mean, I don't know where he is, you know, as a rookie two games in, how, you know, what his ceiling is in a game, but he is a guy that I would be fearful of if I were the Patriots. It's the evolution of the quarterback position at the NFL level. I mean, when you look at what these guys can do, a lot of teams, not the Patriots, obviously, by selecting Mac Jones, a lot of teams are looking for that different kind of QB, the athletic QB. We talk about it all the time, the off-schedule throws and all that stuff and extending plays. You saw Monday night, if you were watching that game, Ravens, Raiders, just a tremendous play by Lamar Jackson finding Hollywood Brown in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown after he scrambles around. and just I mean, those kinds of plays. I saw Kyler Murray make a play against Tennessee last Sunday where he's kind of backpedaling and scrambling towards the sideline, and he flicks yep. it up, and he, and he beats like two defenders and hits his guy right in the numbers near the sideline. Those are the kinds of plays, and Wilson fits that mold. That's what I find fascinating about this rookie quarterback matchup is you have your prototypical – pocket passer QB, right? The guy who fits in the league back in 2000 easily in Mac Jones, somebody who's got the supercomputer, relies on his mind and his touch and his accuracy. And then you've got Zach Wilson, who represents what the NFL wants the quarterback to position to look like moving forward, which is, again, athletic, off-platform, crazy arm. Doesn't matter if you're running towards, you know, the right sideline, throw it across your body 30 yards downfield to hit a receiver who's streaking down. It, it really is. When you look at these two quarterbacks, they're antithetical. And it, it's it's fascinating to me to watch this play out because, you know, I was reading ESPN.com this week and Jeremy Fowler caught up with a bunch of executives who talked about the rookie quarterback class and what they saw in week one. And the only knock that they could give on Jones is stuff that we've heard before. And it wasn't necessarily a knock. It was just, hey, listen, you know, th this guy, he's not going to do anything spectacular, you know, physically, athletically. That That's not his game. That's not what he does. And when, when they talk about Wilson, it's, man, this guy can make something out of nothing. He has these plays where you kind of scratch your head and go, how did that happen? I will say, though, with Wilson's approach to the game, it is spectacular. It's fun to watch. He can beat mm -hmm. you individually, but there is also a boom or bust nature from drive to drive with guys like this. And at times they trust their athletic ability and their, they trust their uniqueness to try to make a play that they probably shouldn't. And sometimes it'll bite them in the ass. So I do think that Wilson has a, a very high ceiling you could see some balls thrown up from time to time. And, and I think the Patriots could take advantage of that situation if they're in the right spot at the right time. Let me ask you this. Yeah. And I don't think you're, I don't think you're off. I think you're accurate on that, but you know, when I'm just trying to convey to the listeners, like um, a little bit how Wilson's doing, but how do you feel like similar guys to him? I would say are like Baker Mayfield, 
Um, you know, Johnny Manziel when he was actually, you know, good and had a chance, um, <laughs> not, not flame out, you know, yeah. uh, on skid row, Johnny Manziel. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other quarterbacks um, are similar to him. They're a little bit undersized. I think that's about it. Is there anybody else who's in the same category? Would you well, think Ky- Kyler's not a big guy? Oh, Kyler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kyler's just special in terms of his legs. Um, but similar I, in the pocket, I would say yes, they're sort of similar. That they have the kind of arm strength from a smaller package that you're not expecting, where they're just all of a sudden they'll flick the wrist. And and Belichick did a really nice job. If you look at Patriots.com with his Bellistrator, I think he broke down like three plays with Zach Wilson, and there were three really good plays where. And some of the de- defenders have talked about it this week, where. Uh, you know, you think the play might be over or there's not really anything. And and all of a sudden he just flicks his wrist and it's 50 yards down the field on a rope. Yep. Um, and, and so I, like, I, I understand, I think you're right. I think there's a boomer bust to him and that's why surrounding him with the right cast offensive line, all that stuff is important and why I just don't think it's going to work ultimately because it's the jets, the jets never get anything right. I mean, if he was here, if he was here instead of Mac Jones, I mean, I I think we'd be talking about the Patriots being like Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion. I mean, I just think he's, I I really like Mac, and I think he'll do fine here, and he'll do really well, and they, they, he does have a high ceiling eventually. I just think that Zach Wilson is just, he's just uber talented. He has the physical tools that Mac doesn't have. Quickly, do you like his receiving core? I love his receiving core. I think that, uh, you know, I think that, you know, Mims is okay. Corey Davis was a guy in, and I asked Belichick. So Belichick slipped in the press conference this week, Nick. I don't know if you noticed. And I tried to capitalize and he realized that he slipped. So he he, he went on, he, he had great things to say about Corey Davis, who was a free agent from the Titans in the offseason. The Patriots never sniffed Corey Davis. I think he was out there for a while. And the Patriots just never signed him. Like they could have done two, they could have signed like Aguilar, Davis, and Bourne and only signed one tight end. They decided right. to go to tight, two tight ends. Yep. So he said he was asked about the receivers, their secondary receivers. And he, and he talked about how they did a lot of homework on Keelan Cole in free agency. And that kind of perked up my ears. And I was like, oh, that's, let me see if I can get him back. I, I wanted to see if I could get a reaction on Corey Davis because I know. For my reporting, the Patriots had no interest in Corey Davis. They yeah. had none. They did. They didn't think it was. So I said, I said, Bill, did you guys do a lot of work on Corey Davis? Also, or did you think, or did you know right away he wasn't your style of receiver? And he's like, we we do a lot of work on all the free agents. Like, that was <laughs> it. That was his that was his answer. But I was just trying to get. He knew that I caught like. He he slipped up a little bit, saying he did. They did a lot of work on Keelan Cole, and I bet you he was like a backup option to Aguilar and Bourne. He's in that sort of same style, and uh, he knew I caught him, and uh, of course he shut it down because he's Bill Belichick. He's the best at that stuff. Yeah, nice. But work. I, I love all those guys. Davis, um, I like Keelan Cole. I like Jamison Crowder. Uh, I like. You know who are the other guys that they have? They got Elijah. Oh, Mitchell. Uh, yeah, uh, Elijah Moore. Yeah, Elijah Moore. Elijah Mitchell's a running back. Elijah Moore. I hope he didn't do anything week one. I don't know how much he played, but that was a kid who I loved in the pre-draft. Where I was like, if he could play slot for the Patriots, he'd be a star. 
So keep an eye out. They're going to be tested. The whole thing is going to be, can the Patriots get pressure and wreck the Jets' defense, uh, offensive line? Because that's where the game's going to be decided. All right, so let's look at the Jets' defense for a couple of minutes. Haven't talked about those guys just yet. Of course, Robert Sala is the new head coach for the Jets. Defensive yep. background. But the 49ers, if you watch the 49ers game at any point over the last few years, the camera was on Sala more than it was on Shanahan. I mean, they, the TV <laughs> crews loved themselves some Robert Sala. He uh, is a good-looking guy. I got to tell him. He's, he's, he's a handsome man. Uh, what do you <laughs> What do you make of uh, that Jets defense when you watched it from last week? Yeah, I I didn't really like it. I mean, look, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna play fast. They're gonna tackle. They're gonna uh, they're gonna do their thing. Look, it's the same style. It's the Seattle cover three, San Francisco, all that stuff. It's if you have good protection, you have a good quarterback, you should be able to carve it up. Um, it's a defense that needs really, really good personnel to make it work. Think, you know, Legion of Boom. Think, you know, Bosa and Armstead and all those, you know, Richard Sherman and all those guys in in San Francisco when it was cooking when they went to the Super Bowl. It needs really good personnel. The Jets do not have very good personnel. I do think, you know, the 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 toughest matchup for the Patriots um, will be on the interior. Uh, Fatu Kasi is a guy on the inside who I love. Uh, big run stuffer type. Uh, Quinnen Williams is a good player. Um, they have some good rotational guys on the inside. I just think they're, you know, they had to go. They lost a bunch of Ed Rushers to injury even before the season started. They had to go out and sign like, you know, Shaq Lawson off the street basically, uh, or they traded him with, you know, they got him from Houston in a trade. Marcus May is a really good safety, but. Look, they just don't have the personnel right now in their rebuild, and the Patriots should not have any trouble moving the ball on these guys. And if they do, again, another red flag. All right, we got a pick coming up soon and uh, maybe some more thoughts on this game. But first, you know, we just talked about Robert Sala being one handsome man. And I'll tell you, if if you might not be as handsome as Sala, but you want to look better, check out Legends Apparel. Legends Apparel is a premium athletic apparel. Guys, this is like the kind of stuff, if you wear this at the gym, dudes want to be you, women want to be with you. I mean, the hoodie is unbelievable. I know Bedar talked about the little uh, the little vent going on, the venting in the shorts that uh, helps us out as dudes. Uh, Legends is just incredible athletic apparel. Listen, I don't blow smoke about things. I'm telling you straight up, this stuff is great. It looks great. It feels great. Uh, tell the people even more about Legends Premium Athletic Apparel, which, by the way, one of the owners of Legends is a legend in New England, Willie McGinnis. Absolutely. Hey, pay, pay Pats fans, when I say the name Willie McGinnis, what word comes to mind? Defense, champion, what about legend? We'll add to that list entrepreneur because number 55 is one of several athletes who are investors and owners in the athletic apparel brand Legends. That's right, Willie, along with guys like Steve Nash, Baker Mayfield, Matt Barnes, Marcus Morris used to be on the Celtics. Yep, They're just a few of the names building legends into one of the hottest apparel brands on the market. Visit legends.com today to shop the latest trends and athletic apparel from shorts, tees, hoodies, and more. Save 20% when you use our code PATS20. That's legends.com. Use promo PATS20. You got to hurry up, though. Offer ends October 10th. Get over there and check it out. You know, the hoodie is is smooth. It's the perfect thing. It's starting to get a little bit cooler here in New England. 
you know, you go to the gym, you get a sweat on. Now you go outside and it's like, it's going to be like 50 degrees. You don't want to be going out there, you know, all, you know, all sweaty. You're going to, you're going to get sick. So this is the perfect type of hoodie slip on, go outside, get home. Uh, the t-shirt I love it's smooth. It makes you look really good. Even me, it made me look good. Um, my <laughs> wife, I put it on. That should be the legends tagline. It even makes Greg Bedard look good. Exactly. I mean, I put it on the other day and my wife was like, Hmm, looking pretty good. I mean, so, you know, check it out. Make sure you go to legends.com today to shop the latest trends. Uh, they have all sorts of stuff going on over there. They swap them out. They have really, they, they, they have state of the art looks, limited edition drops almost every week to, to keep you looking smooth. Save 20% when you use our code PATS20. That's legends.com and promo code PATS20. Offer ends October 10th. October 10th. Head there before the holidays hit you. You get a nice little early, early order for, you know, somebody that you love. You could put that in the closet for a couple months. Then Christmas, boom, you wrap it up, you give it to them, and everybody's happy. All right, let's get to this uh, Jets-Patriots pick now. Again, BetUS.com. Check those guys out as well. Uh, the line, Greg, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, is the Pats minus six on the road. So they are a a, yep. a road favorite minus six. Do you like it? Do you not like that line? And also, before I forget, the over-under is 42. Um, do I like it? Um, a little bit, Nick, I have a tough time with this because it's still so early on in the season. We saw the Patriots last week. They scored 16 points against a really good defense at home. Um, some concerns about ball security and things like that. I, I don't, I don't love the Patriots in this spot. I mean, I think they're going to win the game. I think it's going to be closer just because Zach Wilson, maybe I'm giving him too much respect. But I think he has a chance to make some plays against this team with that with those receivers. I think Lafleur, the offensive coordinator, he is. Uh, he, this one is Mike Lafleur. He is Matt's younger brother, uh, one of Shanahan's guys from from the 49ers. Same type of scheme, smart guy. He's not going to get crazy. You know, they're going to do some boot stuff to try to get big plays. I worry about the Jets making some big plays in this game. So I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Patriots 24-20 in this game. So I guess I got the over, and I'm taking you know the Jets uh, with the points in this game. I'm going Pats minus six. I think it's gonna be close. I think the Patriots are at least a, a touchdown better than them right now this early. I like it 27-20. So I would take the over. So I'm going Pats lay the six with the over 42 number. Listen, I, I like Wilson a lot, and I agree with pretty much everything you said earlier about him. But let's not forget they played the Panthers. And the Panthers' defense, I don't think, is, is very good. I think the Patriots' defense is much better than that Carolina defense, which is still pretty damn young. So I think, you know, you'll see the Patriots throw some stuff at Wilson that he hasn't seen yet. He didn't see it at BYU, that's for damn sure. He didn't see it last week against Carolina. So I, I think they'll spin the dial, quote-unquote, just a little bit against Wilson and again, I think the risk-reward factor with him, I kind of expect him to turn the football over at least once, if not twice, on Sunday. And I think the Patriots, they'll button up enough. I don't expect them to fumble four times. I think Mac Jones will be even better this weekend than he was last weekend because the Jets' defense cannot, cannot come close to that Miami defense. So, you know, I feel pretty good, but I still think 
I still think that the Jets, because of Wilson, he will make a couple of plays. I could see something 27-20, but I do like the Pats minus six and the over. Yeah, Nick, I, th- I think, you know, you're probably right. I'm probably being a little bit conservative, but I- I'll tell you this. you need The Patriots will need a huge game from Judon. All their edge guys, Uche, like you basically for the Patriots to win going away, you're going to need Wilson to try to make some plays, which he will tend to do, chase him down from behind, blindside hits, stuff like that, where the Patriots pop the ball loose. That's the formula for them going away and everybody coming out and feeling good, you know, going into a couple of tough games with the Saints and the Bucks, And so that's what you're looking for. The Patriots, they need to dominate on the edge. They can. I want to see it before I believe it, but yeah, it's it, it's there for them to do. If there's one thing that I believe this defense can do on Sunday, it is Judon, Uche, that edge, being able to get to the quarterback, rattle Wilson a little bit. I think they'll be able to do it enough. Let's get to the uh, BostonSportsJournal.com member question of the day. $39.99 on their annual plan. Not only do you get top-notch analysis of all the Boston pro sports, uh, you also get, as a Patriots junkie, I mean, the best coverage that you can possibly get um, on this team with uh, Greg. You talk about video analysis, coaches, film, direct access to him in weekly chats. Greg, what is the question for today? So speaking of weekly chats, I went straight into, so I posted every Friday or Saturday. It depends on what's going on. I do a Q&A. People put it, go into the comments, leave questions. I just put it up earlier. This is coming straight out. The members get this every single week throughout the year. So ML Eagle 588 asks, do you find that McDaniels is a bit conservative in the red zone historically? I feel like even with Brady, there would be many instances where he'd run on first and second down. Perhaps I'm off. It seems like he's often trying to avoid turnovers when they get down there. Uh, I, I, I don't really notice it all that much. I mean, I think, I think people might have cam on the brain a little bit from last year and like what went on early in the season with, you know, they got down Seattle down on the goal line, the QB powers, things like that. Um, I think we just, before we get into all that, I think we just need to give them time. I mean, you got to remember, I mean, get a rookie quarterback, you know, who's not exactly Mr. Improv on the fly, you know, outrun anybody. So, He's, I'm sure he, for the first game, he was a little bit conservative, but a lot of times what people have to keep in mind is that this, this scheme, you know, when they go to the line and you will see, you know, the quarterback alert point to his helmet, there are often two plays, two or three plays within a, a one play call with the Patriots. And, you know, if you see them go alert and then they run, that means that it was a called pass and they changed to run. Because, for example, pretty much anytime you see two deep safety opponent, you the run. You need to be able to run. If you see two deep safeties, especially in the red zone, it's probably going to be a little bit to 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 throw against. So you're banking running the ball. And so I, I think people have to keep in mind that every Patriots ball in the red zone anywhere on the field, different options, and oftentimes a called pass run because of what the defense I mean that's just the way it is so if you want to say system is a little bit conservative or they need to overrule the system okay but if I'm ready to say McDaniels is conservative in the red zone times you want to be able to roll down there and put more defense to defend the run and that opens up in the pass 
Well, there you go. Patriots, Jets coming up on Sunday. Check out all the coverage at bostonsportjournal.com. Of course, don't forget about betus.com as well. And maybe just sit back, chill out, and uh, watch the game in your Legends premium athletic apparel. We'll be back early next week to have our reaction to Jets, Patriots. Is it a 0-2 and two start? Is it a 1-1 one and one start? Or is it a 0-1-1 one and one start? That'd be weird. We'll talk about it all next week. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattle.